Good evening, everybody. I'm Jeff Israel, and this is the Forgotten Heroes Podcast. It's Earth Day in America, so we decided to look back at some of our forgotten wooden friends, the trees. Our journey starts with William the Conqueror in England and the rotten borough of Old Sarum. Selections took place under the famed Parliament tree. And Mark Fusco will take us out to Japan, where there's a survivor of the Hiroshima bombing, which was a bonsai tree donated to America, currently in the National Arboretum. All this and more on today's Forgotten Heroes of Trees. So here on Earth Day, there's there's a weird thing, and I th- feel like it was planned poorly by environmentalists. I don't know if that's generally something that they're good at, but Earth Day and Arbor Day are two days apart in April. So it seems... That certainly seems what, like what they're doing, um, but it also seems like there's only 72 hours when you're supposed to care about the environment. And then you could spend the rest of the time. You know, if they had spaced it out so they were like six months apart, maybe you'd get some difference. But can't have Arbor Day in the middle of the cold or during fall because the, it'd be it's all the trees. Yeah, dying. Could, yeah. Remember the trees. Remember how successful that die. movie Remember the Titans was? Because we be all like know walking through the Arboretum would be like walking through an ICU, like watching the trees as they slowly die. Too soon. I guess Mark. it's the leaves. Too I guess soon. Yeah, the, that's the whole point, is that they come back. Anyway, also there's this thing called summer, Mark. Um, point being, we are actually taking advantage of this 72-hour Earth-centric whirlwind um, by doing sort of a special split episode thing. Uh, Forgotten Heroes of Trees um, and a contest that, make sure you listen to the end of the episode, because we're going to announce a big mm. special contest there. All right, so my tree, uh, I feel like we've done a little bit too much United States Forgotten Heroes, so I'm moving to Old England, which has an old town called Old Sarum, where there was an ancient palace, cathedral, and it has a fascinating history. Uh, William the Conqueror, uh, in 1086, there was this very ominous-sounding book called the Doomsday Book um, Mm -hmm. that was compiled there. Unfortunately, it's much more ominous sounding than what it was. It was essentially like a census of all the people who were left after he had conquered, like all the landowners and the nobles and like how many people they had. So it was basically like a census, but it was called the Doomsday Book, which. Oh, it's so much cooler. Think about the 2020 census. So many more people would do it if it just had a cooler (laughs) name. Yeah, if it was called like you might be executed if you don't do this. Or you could be positive. It could be called like happy fun time. Well, or like trolls to the you know world tour, just but it's the census, right? Exactly. <laughs> like to get a ticket to trolls to world tour, you have to fill out the census. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, these are all great ideas. Um. So, uh, he had all the. So yeah, there was William the Conqueror. He had the. There was this thing called the Oath of Salisbury, which is Salisbury is like the modernized name of Sarum, and it actually is the name of the town mm. that replaced. Old Sarum. It became New Sarum and then Salisbury. But we're not here to talk about Salisbury, the modern day town. 
we're here to talk about Salisbury Hill. (laughs) Which uh, is not actually Salisbury Hill, S-O-L. It's in a different place, but they sound alike. Um, We're interested in Old Serum, which was on the hill of Salisbury Hill. And more specifically, on a tree that was grown on a part of the hill known as Election Acre. Um, It was a portentous oak known as the Parliament Tree. Not to be confused with the Parliament Oak, which is in Sherwood Forest, or the Parliament Funkadelic of George Clinton. Apparently, the English loved having parliaments under trees. I don't know why, because there was that the Parliament Oak in Sherwood... Uh, King John and a bunch of those like old kings apparently had some of the first parliaments there. And the tree we're talking about, the parliament tree in Old Serum. Also, Henry I was supposedly, uh, they, he had a palace in Old Serum and supposedly he like called what it, some people think is the first ever parliament was under this tree. <laughs> Meet me under the tree at dawn. Right. This parliament tree in Old Serum was known by a different name by Whig reformers in 1831. They called it the Old Rotten Tree, a reference mm. to rotten boroughs, which rotten or pocket boroughs were these ancient districts that still elected two members of parliament despite having essentially no one living in them in some cases. And in Old Serum's cases, no one had lived in it for hundreds of years. But It, it was, was a totally empty town? Well, no, Salisbury was had people in it, but Old Serum, which was just this hill and this tree and the election acre no one lived in it but it had its own two members of parliament the same as like a a big city would have so it was like an equal district it was like a combination of um gerrymandering and i don't know weird mystical trees and inherited rights and lords um so anyway this was the most famous of the rotten boroughs and essentially the tree under which they had these like faux elections where you know william pitt the elder was one of the most famous people elected quote unquote from this district england's greatest prime minister was lord palmerston pitt the elder lord palmerston pitt the elder okay you asked for Um, it and so as the as time wore on and as it had been many hundreds of years, and especially as, you know, in the 1830s, this became more of a hot topic is like, wait a second. You know, it would be like today if we had senators from like that lake over there and it'd be like, yeah. well, will the you know, will the congressman from, you know, the the town sump behind the elementary school, you know, please strike down the bill. I wonder if they did, if candidates did anything to curry the trees favor. Like, promise the tree certain things. <laughs> yeah. If you get me elected, um, I'll give you all the water you could hope. I'll make sure it rains extra. That's uh, that's kind of the, the, the great tree that I, the parliament tree. And, uh, oh, there's also a few, uh, just a few other notes. The last thing is that um, for some reason on the official site or on the BBC site, it, it mentions that it's on... The ley lines, which is a magic-y weird thing, but it's on the same ley line as Stonehenge and a bunch of ancient mystical shit. What's a ley line? I don't know, man. It's some mystical... It's like the earth energy connects it with Stonehenge. So it's mystical. Fine. Sure. (laughs) Then, you know... (laughs) 
the you know pizza place that I go to is on the same ley line as the Taj Mahal. Did you know that? I think they actually designed the G train on the ley line of Rage. I'm going to talk about a special uh, type of tree, bonsai trees. Mm. The um, Those are those trees that are fascinating that you're like, wow, it looks like a fully grown giant tree, but it's miniature. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, very famous uh, art form in Japan. Apparently, it's more of an art form than an actual just tree that you plant. Um, it has it. It requires constant attention. They're fragile yet strong. They're fascinating, fascinating things. Yeah. Um, in 1976, a certain bonsai tree was donated to the National Arboretum, which is in D.C. Um, so this particular bonsai was donated in 1976 as a as a little uh, celebration gift from Japan to say Happy Bicentennial, America. Yeah. Okay, and that would have been the end of the story had it not been for a certain family named the Yamaki family. This family, they came um, to, they actually saw the tree in 2001, and they told a tale of the tree's history. The tree itself is now 390 years old, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. But it was a tree that survived the Hiroshima bombings. Ooh. That's a little bit of a mixed message there. Yes, I think so. I feel like, right, the basic point is that it seems like an odd thing to do for something I that know. is given as a, as a like, uh, supposedly, you know, diplomatic gift to remind them of maybe the worst thing to ever happen to, you know, American, Japanese never... diplomatic relations. And that's why I think it's so interesting. It was never mentioned by the diplomats or um, that this was, its history was unknown until 2001. And even the people who run the, ran the National Arboretum, when the history came out, they were like, we don't really like to bring that part up. Um, we don't really want to dwell yeah. on that. We want to dwell on the beauty of the tree and the fact that it was a gift. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the the tree was uh, at, a, at this um, family's house. It was they lived two miles from the center of the where the you know where the bomb hit. Sure. And Hiroshima uh, Hiroshima killed ninety percent. It just wiped out most of the city. It killed 80,000 people immediately. That was the immediate effects. But um, but this tree survived. And so I think it's fascinating that it's... Some people have taken this as like, oh, this is the fact that we know this history. It's even a stronger sign of friendship that, that we can go from this horrible thing to now Japan and the United States uh, are, you know, on good terms. But this tree is almost 400 years old. So think of all the things it's seen. Um you know, including this yeah. insane moment in history. I wonder if it was on the same ley line as the old serum tree. Like, if they could the talk definitely. to each other. Because they were around for hundreds of years. Maybe they, like, tree-texted or whatever. If these barks could talk. If these barks... One thing that I was interested in is, like, also, if you look at Japan, because I was going to ask, and I just looked up, I was going to ask when the whole cherry tree thing went down because that was a much like happier and is still like this big thing in Washington, D.C. The cherry trees that we got from Japan 
And it was mm-hmm. in 1912. And, you know, the, it's interesting to see that, you know, yeah, the trees went from being the cherry trees to this. So um, survivor trees, there, there are actually a lot of stories of trees that survived. Like there was a tree that was found in the rubble after 9-11. Um, there was a tree that, you know, there was a tree that was like still thriving in the amidst the rubble of the Oklahoma City bombing, which is, was 25 years ago. So, um survivor trees that's a thing and we're here to celebrate trees and that brings us to we you know how we want you to all um show your love and appreciation for the beautiful trees that we still have that still survive yeah and the trees that have gone on to greener well, perhaps pastures yeah so maybe I, I don't know how you'd take a picture with a dead tree but it could uh, be like spirit photography. It could be like you <laughs> and the, the hologram of a I tree. mean, I guess you could take... Or, or you don't send in pictures of you with a stump. That's not the message we're trying to say. send That's here. true. Or like uh, with you uh, with a desk. Okay, so we, I guess we should talk about the contest first. Um, what, what we're going to do here is we want you to send us a picture of you hugging any tree you'd like. Um, make sure that if you go out and you do hug a tree... That you stay socially distant from and all those guidelines. This should be something that could be easily doable in social distance. But just mm-hmm. go out to remind the environment that we love it. Go hug a tree. We don't um, have to be socially distant from trees. We can we can hug trees. We can't hug people right now. But you send, can hug a tree. All right. So you can either hug the tree or if you cannot leave um, your house, you can mime hugging a tree. Or hug a houseplant or tag a picture from the before times when you were next to a tree. Um, Essentially, the elements are a tree, you, a picture, and a submission. So you submit it to us. You can email me, jeff at forgottenheroespodcast.com. You can go to our site. There will be a thing, uh, FHP Trees Contest. Or you can just uh, put the hashtag on it on Twitter or Instagram or anywhere. Hashtag FHP Trees. Forgotten Don't Heroes email trees. to me. Yeah. Uh, Jeff at ForgottenHeroesPodcast.com would be the email <laughs> yeah, to email send it to, to. Email to Jeff. Mark, I don't think, has activated his. Um, and <laughs> we're going to put up the top 10 entries we get. We'll, we'll feature on the site. And there will be a cash prize as well as a cash donation to Million Trees New York City, which is our local um, tree planting thing that I've participated in many plantings of and plan to participate in more. I, I want to turn them into billion trees NYC. That's my goal. <laughs> I'm not satisfied with million trees. I want to do billion trees NYC. So you guys can help us with that. Um, you can also promote, you know, whatever your own local. If you want to match, we suggest. If you want to match, if you're not in New York, you can match a local charity somewhere else. Um, so that's the, that's the contest. It's a 72 hour flash contest. So, you know, you have a pretty good chance if, if you submit early and often, you can hug as many trees as you want. You can do multiple submissions. If you want to hug like a couple different trees, um, let us know. All right. Thanks for listening to the forgotten heroes of trees. Um, we hope you all submit to the contest. We hope you all enjoyed the last episode. 
Our final episode in April is going to be Forgotten Heroes of Fast Food, and I really recommend tuning into this one. It's going to be amazing. And in between now and then, we'll have some baseball minisodes finally coming up, and a lot more content in May and June as Forgotten Heroes Season 2 continues.